Hello, my name is Wayne McGahey, host of the Locked On Seminoles podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. For those of you who are listening for the first time, um, I'll explain who I am in just a second. But for those of you who have been uh, returning listeners, I really appreciate all the support that uh, that you guys have given me so far. And I hope you continue to listen as we go through the rest of football season, into basketball and baseball season, and then into primary recruiting season. Uh, this will this is a daily podcast. It'll never be more than 30 minutes, so it's perfect for your ride. But for those of you who are listening for the first time and maybe don't know who I am, I'm the Florida State beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. I've covered Florida State for the last four years, and I cover football, baseball, basketball, recruiting. I cover every Florida State football game, home away, bowl game, doesn't matter. Every time Willie Taggart speaks or a player speaks to the media, I'm there. I cover as many uh, football practice practices as Florida State allows, so I have a pretty good view of what's happening around the football program. I cover every home baseball game as well as any postseason baseball games. I was out in Omaha for the College World Series two years ago. As far as basketball games, I cover every home basketball game as well as any postseason basketball games. I was out in Nashville and Los Angeles for the basketball team's Elite Eight run this past year. And recruiting, I cover every major and pretty much every minor recruiting event that uh, that Florida State has. So I have a really uh, good overall view of the uh, of the football program, the basketball program, the baseball program, and uh, I feel like it translates pretty well into this. So I hope you'll continue to listen, and you'll uh, you'll like this podcast, and you'll return for the next episode, which will be on Monday, following Florida State's uh, game against Northern Illinois at 3:30 p.m. on Saturday in Doak Campbell Stadium. But this is Friday, so this will be what I want. You know, this podcast will be focused on the Northern Illinois game. What I want to see from Florida State, my three players that I think will have big games, my three players that I think have to have big games for Florida State to be successful, and then close it out with my prediction and why I feel that way. But what we need to see from Florida State, man, uh, let's let's get it started on the offensive side of the ball. Because obviously the offensive side of the ball is the uh, is the problem for the Seminoles. We, uh, if you listen to yesterday's podcast, we talked about how bad Florida State had been on third down. We also talked about how bad they've been on first down and and getting uh, getting getting into favorable situations on second and third down uh, against Syracuse and Virginia Tech. Florida State averaged almost ten yards to go on third downs. That's not a recipe for success. Obviously, when you're not gaining a single yard on first and second down the majority of the time. So it's, you know, Florida State has to get it going on first down. They have to be more aggressive. They need to take, um, they need to find a way to run the football. The biggest issue so far for the Seminoles has been Florida State's offensive line. Obviously, I mean, if you've watched the first three games, Florida State's offensive line has been pretty poor. But, and uh, this week isn't going to get any easier um, Northern Illinois has one of the the premier pass rushers in college football in Sutton Smith. He's a little bit, uh, you know, he, he hasn't gotten going as much this year as he did last year. He was a first-team AP All-American last year with, I believe, uh, 16 sacks and almost 30 tackles for loss. This year he has three sacks through three games and um, six and a half tackles for loss. So it's, he's not exactly having the year that he uh, – you know that we we all expected for him, but that's probably because teams are double teaming him and allowing the rest of the Northern Illinois defense to to have a lot of success. But 
against uh, Northern Illinois played has played two Power Five teams, Iowa and Utah, and they've done a pretty good job. Um, they're allowing, I believe, a combined twenty-two points to um, to those Power Five teams. They allowed seventeen against Utah, and I believe twenty-four against um, against uh, Iowa. So, you know, neither of those teams have great offenses. They do have great defenses, and the Northern Illinois offense has been pretty bad. They're averaging 12.3 points per game. They're allowing 22 overall. So it's, uh, you know, this is a game where you have two pretty bad offenses against two pretty good defenses. But Florida State's going to have to get it going on the offensive side of the ball, and that starts with the running game. Cam Akers needs to be a lot more involved than he has been. Against Syracuse, he only touched the ball 12 times. Francois, uh, quarterback DeAndre Francois, threw the ball 37 times, and that happens when you fall behind. But Florida State has to get started early. They have to get the running game going, even if it's just getting four yards on first down. You know, just get, getting into favorable situations and being it. You know that that'll lead to more first downs. That'll lead to more third down conversions and just moving the football. Florida State's been really good at picking up big plays in the passing game. Um, they're in the top 25 in passing plays over 15 yards and 25 yards. So. Florida State's going to have to uh, pair that with a little more consistency in the running game and consistency in the passing game on when they're not getting big plays because that has been the majority of Florida State's offense so far with those big plays. Um, But getting the running game going, Florida State's averaging just 3.4 yards per carry, and that's... Even that is skewed by Cam Akers' 85-yard run against Virginia Tech that ended up with no points. So... Um, you know, Acres right now is averaging five and a half yards per carry, but when you remove that, he's averaging yeah that eighty-five yard run. He's only averaging three point four yards. So he needs you know the offensive line has to be more consistent. He has to be more consistent. There were a couple instances where he would have had a big play if he uh, if he was able to take and and move uh, or pick the right hole. You know, there's there were times when he should have taken the inside gap. There were times when he should have bounced it outside and he would have had a huge gain. Um, so he needs to be a little more patient, and we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to wait and see if that happens because obviously he's very frustrated right now with the way things are going. It just hasn't been the season that he was hoping, or you know, I mean, his Florida State career hasn't been the the career that he was hoping for. But it's it's it really it's all gonna start up front. Florida State's going to have a new offensive line combination. Well, not new. They've been forced to go to it a few times so far this season just because of injuries and all that. But it looks like Brady Scott's going to get the start at right tackle with Abdul Bello getting the start at left tackle. Um, Cole Minshew and Mike Arnold probably get the start. Or Cole Minshew and Arthur Williams probably get the start at guard. We'll see how long Cole Minshew can last because he's still not in football shape. But if, um, you know, with, with Cole... And Arthur Williams, who you know has been very, very good um, as he continues to learn the position. Remember, he's he was a defensive tackle two months ago. So as he continues to learn the uh, position and get and gets better, the offensive line will get better because he's a very athletic guy, very powerful, and uh, they really love what they have with him. Unfortunately, it's only going to be one season because he is a senior, but um, they. Uh, they like what they have out of him. So if Cole Minshew can play, you know, can continue to get into football shape and play more, this offensive line should be much better. Brady Scott has been probably, probably has been Florida State's best tackle through the first, um, through the first three games. That's not including Landon Dickerson, who, you know, was hurt, got hurt against Virginia Tech and hasn't played since. We don't know his uh, returning timetable, though. 
Coach Taggart was um, hopeful that he will be able to to get things going early, uh, or, or not early, but uh, soon. Um, so hopefully he'll be able to return to the lineup because that'll be a really big boost for Florida State. And um, you probably, you know, at, at that point, depending on how Brady Scott plays as a starter, he's probably going to move into the starting lineup, maybe at left tackle, maybe move Dickerson to left tackle. It'll be, we'll have to figure that out as it goes, but getting Dickerson back would obviously be a huge boost, but he's not going to be there on Saturday. Um, he hasn't practiced at all. So right now Florida state's rolling with what looks like Abdul Bello, who was working with the first team during the two days of practice that we saw this week and um, Brady Scott. But if, if Florida state can just find it doesn't have to be, you know, flashy. Like, get four yards on first down. You know, take it in just little bits of progress. Getting a little bit of progress early in the game can just do wonders for this offense. It's all about getting the confidence in these offensive linemen. You know, uh, Brady Scott had never played before. Arthur Williams was a defensive tackle. We mentioned that before. He'd never played offensive line before. You know, Abdul Bello had never played in a game before. You know, Cole Minshew has played a lot, but he's been injured a lot. And Mike Arnold, his replacement, had never played coming into this season. So, you know, just getting some confidence those guys, especially early in the game, would be huge. If they can, you know, maybe break a big run or have a big play and get on the board early, it's going to do wonders for this offense. Um, Coming up in the next segment, I've got three guys that I think will have big games for the Seminoles and three guys that I think have to have big games for the Seminoles in order to be successful. No, they're not all going to be offensive linemen. That I mean, I understand that uh, you know <laughs> that's probably the overriding theme, but they're not all going to be offensive linemen because you know that would be uh, that would be not great. Now I didn't even talk about the defense, but Florida State's defense is doing a great job um, so far this season. But before we get into that, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you've got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they're your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. My bookie is slammed with new bettors right now and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code COLLEGEON25, C-O-L-L-E-G-E-O-N-25, no spaces to activate the offer. And, you know, visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code COLLEGEON25 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. You play, you win, you get paid. Thanks for sticking with me as we roll into the second segment, talking about the players that I think need to, or the players that I expect to have big games and the players, the three players that I think um, have to have big games for Florida State to be successful. I'm going to jump into the players that I think have to uh, have to step up to be successful. And number one is Brady Scott. I, I said it wouldn't be all offensive linemen, but I didn't say it wouldn't be no offensive linemen. Um, Brady Scott has been all right, you know, through the uh, through the first couple day or through the first couple games when he's been asked to asked to come in. I think honestly, I think he's been Florida State's best offensive lineman or, or best tackle, I should say, which is crazy because he's worked primarily at center. But um, 
I think that you know if, if Florida State's going to find success, especially if Cole Minshew's playing in the right guard spot, it's going to be behind the right side of the line. I just don't trust Abdul Bello to be able to get that push right now. He's just he's he's not physical enough um, <clears throat> to do that. And it, it really, if Florida State's going to find success, I think it's going to be behind the right side of the line. So I think Brady Scott's going to have to have a big game, especially if they're putting um, Sutton Smith against him. Uh, it's going to be a really, really tough matchup, but it's only going to preview the matchup that they have going forward with uh, you know defensive line like Clemson, Boston College, uh, even Florida, um, Notre Dame, NC State. I mean, there's, there's so many, but, um, you know, He's, he's going to have to find a way to be successful. The next player that I think is going to have to step up is DeAndre Francois. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about how Francois has been able to find some big plays in the passing game, but all too often he's been, you know, it hasn't all been on the offensive line. Florida State struggles have not all, all been on the offensive line. Francois is not do, doing a good job of climbing the pocket when the pass rush is going around him. Florida State wants their tackles to push the defensive um, defensive ends around him, so t- uh, so Francois can step up into that pocket and have a clean pocket to throw to. Now, a lot of the times, the interior of the offensive line is letting in pressures, and that doesn't happen. But when when it does, and when the tackle pushes the defensive end past, Francois can't be a sitting duck back there. He has to step up. He has to climb in the pocket, and then he can deliver the ball. There are receivers running wide open. Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Sanford, wide open. Like this offense is this offense works, guys. We've seen it before. It worked at Oregon um, with Justin Herbert. That I, I mean, they were rolling. It worked at South Florida with Quentin Flowers. He doesn't have to be a running quarterback for the offense to be successful. He just has to go through his progressions, step up in the pocket, and you know make the right reads. So I think we need to. I think we need to see more of that from him. He needs to be able to climb in the pocket. He needs to trust that his offensive tackles can run those guys by him, and trust that his uh, that his interior linemen aren't just going to free release a, a defensive tackle or a linebacker, depending. So everybody on the offensive line has to be much better, but uh, Francois also has to be better stepping up into the pocket. The next player that I think has to be has to find some success in this game is Dontavious Jackson. He had 14 tackles against um, against Syracuse. They definitely need that to keep going. Uh, Syracuse or Northern Illinois hasn't been able to run the football very much. They, they haven't really been able to pass the ball very much either. I mean, it's one of the worst offenses in college football. Um, you know, I mean, they're averaging 4.1 yards per, per passing attempt, and they're, average, and they're averaging 3.13 yards per rushing attempt. This offense is not good. But um, Dontavious Jackson is, is the leader of that defense. He's the vocal leader of that defense, and I think he's really going to need to step up and uh, continue to be what he was against Syracuse um, if Florida State's going to have success on uh, on the defensive side of the ball he's 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 the key to Florida State's finding success on the defensive side of the ball now jumping into the three players that I expect to have a lot of success I do expect Dontavious to have a lot of success but I think uh, we need to see just as much from him as we did against Syracuse and not what we saw from him against Virginia Tech and Sanford so I I think that uh, you know but jumping jumping into the three players that I think are going to find success. I think this is going to be a breakout game for Cam Akers. And that's crazy to say because, you know, you, you would expect Cam Akers getting preseason Heisman hype, you know, but so far he's got 210 rushing yards. He has zero rushing touchdowns. I think 
the, the Florida State offense offensive line is going to be better this week. Uh, they got back to fundamentals, and I think that's really going to help out Cam. He's you know he he worked hard on being patient, and I think that he's going to find uh, a lot of success. Maybe not a lot of success, but a good amount of success this week. I think he's going to break off a couple of big runs. He's had it there a few times where he's broken off you know ten plus yard runs and the 85 yard run against Virginia Tech where he broke a tackle at the line of scrimmage and was gone um, and then was run down by angles but I, I think that he's going to have a big game I keep saying it I keep waiting for him to have that big game and it hasn't happened yet but I think this is going to be a week where he uh, he breaks out and um, and finds some success and I think he's going to find the end zone this week um, somebody else that I think is going to have a lot of success this week is Nyquan Murray. You know, Murray is a guy that is, he's obviously DeAndre Francois' favorite target, right? Um, he's leading the team in receptions per game. He's got 146 yards receiving, but he, he hasn't, like, he, he's been a guy that hasn't been consistent. Right, he's sometimes he's not in the right position. His attitude hasn't been great. Sometimes uh, it seemed like he was benched from uh, for the first half, uh, or maybe the first quarter. I can't remember when he came in against Syracuse. Um, just going back, but it seemed like he was benched for the first quarter against Syracuse. We're not sure why. We never got any clar- clarification on that. Nor would um, any of the coaches be willing to speak on that at this point. Um, but you know, it, he's got to he's got to stay mentally in the game. Um, but with DeAndre Francois quarterback, you know, Murray is his favorite target. You know, they, they grew up in Orlando together. They've had that bond, um, since they arrived at Florida state. And I think Murray is going to, to have a a pretty big game. I think he's going to find the end zone for the first time this, um, this week. But I think that, uh, you know, I I still think it's going to be slow going for the offense for the most part. I don't want to, you know, I'm so far, I think I'm sounding, you know, way too optimistic, for what the offense is going to do, but I do think they're going to find some success, and I think Nyquan Murray will be a big part of that. Um, another guy that I think is going to going to have a big game is uh, <clears throat> Brian Burns. I, I keep saying Brian Burns, but Burns has been Florida State's best defensive lineman. He's you know he's leading the team in sacks. He's leading the team in tackles for loss. He's just getting after it, and Florida State's going to have to continue to uh to see him progress and uh and get after the quarterback because it really you know with as, as aggressive as this Florida State defense is if you don't get home you're leaving holes open in your defense um you know this Northern Illinois offense isn't good like I've said uh, a few times but you know with if Brian Burns can get back there and cause some havoc you know Florida State hasn't uh hasn't forced a turnover against an FBS opponent this year. So, you know, putting putting pressure on the quarterback is obviously a good way to do that, getting into the backfield. And Brian Burns, I think, is going to uh, going to have another multi-sack game against Northern Illinois. But um, that'll do it for, for this segment. In the final segment, I'll talk about my prediction for the game and uh, why I think it goes the way that it goes. I think that... This is a game where Florida State could find some uh, some confidence on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball, but special teams, I think, are going to be an issue for the Seminoles, and this game could be really close. But I'll jump into the, uh, the prediction that I have for Florida State's game against Northern Illinois in the next segment. But before we get into that, the wait is over. Football season here 
is here, and that means it's fantasy football season as well, and FanDuel has never been more fun or easier to play. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place to play for you, and if you are a fantasy expert, FanDuel has something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. Um, you know, maybe you go out and you pick up Baker Mayfield for, for, the, next, uh, for the next week after he led the Browns to their first, uh, first win in 635 days. I mean, he looked pretty good, but... If, if you're interested in fantasy football, there's clearly no better place to play than FanDuel.com. And new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. So make sure to go to check out, go and check out FanDuel.com if you're interested in fantasy football. And I uh, hope to see you there. Thanks for joining me for the final segment. This is what you've all been waiting for. My prediction, which has been wrong three times so far this season. Well, two times and all three times against the spread. So, you know, I'm hoping to get back on track this week. This is um, this is a tough game to predict because, you know, what we've seen on the field from Florida State has, you know, given us uh, very little confidence in, you know, in the Seminoles offense, a lot of confidence in the Florida State defense, and no confidence in the Florida State special teams. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. I, I do think Florida State bounces back this week. I think they find a way to get a win. I'm going to go Florida State 17-13 over Northern Illinois. That's not, you know, that's not great, obviously. Um, you know, this is a Northern Illinois team that is one and two, but their losses have come to some pretty good teams. So it's, you know, this isn't a terrible Northern Illinois team. They have a great defense. They have a bad offense. But, you know, this is going to be a, a low-scoring affair. Um uh, just jumping into the offense, like I said, I think this is going to be the game where Cam Akers breaks into the end zone. I think Nyquan Murray's going to find the end zone because he's been uh, he's been the favorite target of DeAndre Francois. And I think the offense finds a little bit of success. Not a lot, but a little bit of success. Something that gives them a little bit of confidence to where they're able to, uh, to move the football a little bit better than they have. And they're not stuck in third and 10 and third and 18 because that's happened a few times after penalties and then negative plays. So... I do think that the offense is going to uh, going to be fi- able to find a little bit of success this week, despite a good Northern Illinois defense. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, I, you know, we're going to stick. We're, we're going to skip the defense for now. I'm going to go to special teams because this is an area that I think that Northern Illinois is going to score in. Um, Florida State's special teams unit, particularly the punt team, has been absolutely horrific this year. Um, <clears throat> You know, they had a punt blocked for a touchdown against Virginia Tech. They had a punt. They almost had three punts blocked against uh, Syracuse. I still don't know why Syracuse went away from it. Uh, they stopped. Uh, they stopped attempting to block the punts later later in the game. But after you know, they got close on three of them. They ran into the kicker, and then you know, <clears throat> whatever. Uh, Willie Taggart didn't take that penalty because he didn't want to punt again because they were so close to blocking. You know, blocking the previous three. So um, I. So I, but Northern Illinois has been one of the uh, best special teams unit in the country for a while now. They've blocked a ton of punts over the past few years. So far, they have three blocked kicks or punts. Um, with the way the Florida State special teams is playing, you know, if Florida State's offense is backed up into, you know, inside the twenty, and Northern Illinois comes uh, comes after the punt, it's it's a fair bet that they're going to get at least one. And I think that's going to be how Northern Illinois scores. Um, scores their touchdown this week. I don't think that they're going to be able to score on the Florida State defense. That's why I uh, 
went ahead and skipped the defense. I'll get into that in just a minute, but I wanted to talk about how special teams is going to play a factor in this game because I really do think that it's going to be a big issue for the Seminoles. Um, with that being said, I don't think that Northern Illinois is going to find the end zone um, against this Florida State defense. Their offense is just not very good. I think that they might be able to find a way to move the football down the field a couple times, but Florida State's been, but don't break uh, defense has been extremely good in the red zone, and I think they'll hold Northern Illinois to a couple field goals. So that's how I see Northern Illinois getting to uh, getting to 13 points. I see Florida State at 17. Obviously, that's a win for Florida State. Getting back to 500 is huge, but I think that the Florida State defense is going to find a lot of success. They're going to pin Northern Illinois deep um, a few times and give Florida State some, uh, the Florida State offense some good field position, which it hasn't had at all through the first three games. Florida State's uh, average field position has just been terrible, um, and that's that's contributed uh, to the offense's lack of success a lot. There's been not been a lot of short fields. There's been a lot of times where Florida State's starting inside their own 15 um, or inside their own 20. So it's um, it's been a pretty big issue for the Seminoles. Uh, just the field position that goes back to special teams not being able to return a punt, not being able to block guys on punt returns to give DJ Matthews even a chance um, to return a punt. And, you know... It, and then the offense isn't able to go, and then the defense is put back into a position where they're going up. You know, they're going up against a short field, and it just it's it's a recurring cycle. So I think the Florida State defense should be able to find a little more success this week when it comes when it comes to that, and uh, give the Florida State offense some some good field position because this Northern Illinois offense is not very good, and I think the defense is going to find a lot of success against the Huskies, but. So that that's it. I've got uh, I've got Florida State winning 17-13 in a very low scoring game that might give the Seminoles some confidence. It will get I I do believe it will get the Seminoles back to 500, which is obviously uh, where they'd rather be. They don't want to fall to one and three because there are you know it's it's going to be tough sledding to to find a way to get to six wins and keep the bowl streak alive. We'll have to see if that happens, but um, it's going to be if if they lose to Northern Illinois, that, that that's out of the picture. There's no chance that they're getting to a bowl game at that point. So this is I hate I hate must wins. God, I I hate saying that games are must wins. You get 12 regular season games a year. Every game is a must win. I hate it. But if Florida State absolutely has to have a game, this is it. Um, this is, I mean, this is the game that they, they absolutely have to have if they want any chance to go bowling. And uh, I think they find a way to get it done. I think this is, um, you know, this this is going to be uh, a building, a game that Florida State will be able to build off of, even if it is low scoring, because this Northern Illinois defense is for real, guys. Um, if Florida State only puts up 17 points but looks, you know, a lot better doing it. I would take that as a win for um, you know for the offense because this this Northern Illinois defense is very good. Um, so I, I do think that Florida State will find a little bit of success, and I think they'll walk out of Duke Campbell Stadium with a win on Saturday. But I'll be back on Monday discussing Florida State's game against Northern Illinois. Hopefully, we're able to talk about a win, and if we have to talk about a loss, then we'll have to uh, we'll have to discuss that later because man. Um, you know, Florida State. If, if Florida State loses this game, it might they might not win another game this year because the competition only goes up from here. But that'll do it for this edition of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. I'm your host Wayne McGahey. If you've enjoyed the podcast, make sure to like, favorite, subscribe, whatever it is 
on your uh, favorite podcast site. I really do appreciate all the support that um, that you guys have given me since I started up this podcast, and uh, I hope that you continue to do so. And if this was your first time listening, I hope that you'll continue to listen as we go through the rest of the season and uh, and beyond. But uh, things will get better for Florida State. It might not happen, you know, as much this year, but things will get better. Um, so make sure to stay tuned to the Locked On Seminoles podcast as we progress through the rest of the season. Have a nice day.